Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Map Round Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to CEOs and entrepreneurs all about the epic business blunders. And uh, with us uh, on the line today is Ed Steenman, or Steenman is what I'd say. <laughs> uh, but he is the CEO of Steenman Associates. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome, Brad, uh, Matt. Thank you for having me so much. It's Ed Steenman. So you were, you know, you were, you, you had it figured out. I had, I had it going. I had it going. It's got a Dutch heritage about it. I would say sounds. It like absolutely, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, um, what are you guys up to there at uh, Steenman Associates? So, Steenman Associates, we are a full service boutique integrated advertising agency. Um, boutique meaning that we're fairly small, full service meaning that we do we do it all from uh, the creative concept all the way through the media buying and execution. Um, I am in the Seattle market, um, although work with clients um, all over the United States, and we do integrated, traditional, and digital. So we're a the fancy word is tradigital, but you know that's we we ad <laughs> guys love to make up buzzwords. So meaning that we go everywhere from traditional radio and TV, obviously into uh, digital AdWords, Facebook ads. Um, really, our specialty is the OTT streaming platform and the evolving, uh, the evolving space there with uh, what we call advertised video, advertising video on demand. So basically shows, you know, you watch Hulu, you watch Netflix, you're seeing ads. So we're the ones that are behind that. Um, and primarily work with uh, retailers, event marketers, um, and home services, as well as uh, education and government. So those are kind of our spaces. I've had the business now for 34 years, so I've certainly had a chance to see some ups and downs. And uh, and true to the topic of this show, certainly had a, had my chance to have some failures along the way. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Well, let's get into the meat and the potatoes, uh, Ed. So what is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today? Well, I really, I don't know that it's an epic story of, of, of fail. It's more of a, maybe of a small story of fail. And, 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 and the reason that I, that I want to position it that way is that failure sometimes can happen you know, in the simplest ways, right in front of you. You know, it, we think of failure having to be this 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 big grand thing, but actually, you know, you can fail a you can fail a day at a time if you're not careful. So I, I want to frame it as a as a as a series of small failures rather than a than 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 one you know grand moment when you when when you can look at yourself and go I fail. Sometimes you fail and you look back and go. Okay, you know, I saw the train on the tracks. I saw this thing coming. I, I, I kind of should have seen this, but I either wasn't living in the moment. I wasn't, you know, being intentional. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. So, my story of fail is really a story of process, um, and 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 kind of how how that works. So, you know, we're we're an ad agency, and 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 we get invited to RFPs, and so we had a a large bank um, in our. In our region, that was that was interested in us. They uh, they wanted to. Uh, uh, I have a, a strong automotive background, and they wanted to launch a product that was uh, going to go after people that wanted auto loans. And so we did not have banking experience, but we did have the experience in the automotive space. And so you know, we went in and did our did our dog and pony pitch, like uh, you know, like agencies do with our 
with our creative and our strategy and, 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 you know, went in and, and did our thing. And of course there was a, you know, there was an agency in front of us and an agency behind us. It's kind of the cattle call thing. And so we were very excited when the client hired us. It was like, Hey, cool. We got this, this wonderful new piece of business. We've broken into this new space and, uh, and off we go. Um, unfortunately the relationship was very short lived and, you know, you go back afterwards and you go, well, what happened? You know, what, 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 what went wrong? So, um, I don't know if you want to ask me some questions. I can just continue to lay out the story. What, you know, yeah, what man, you... No, that's all good. So what did go wrong there? Well, so, you know, the thing about, about our business is it's very relationship based and we sometimes focus on the deliverables, but we may not be focusing on the people in the process as much as perhaps we should. And in this case, the there were there were mistakes made on 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 both sides of the aisle. So, you know, easy for me to point out maybe the client, the client mistakes, right? Always easier to point the finger at someone else. But the client mistakes, the guy that hired us was the VP of marketing, and he really was the one that was you know, taken with our presentation, taken, especially with our creative direction, we'd come up with themes and slogans. And he just was, you know, excitedly for us, he was just wowed by it. Well, then he passed it off to his, to his deputy, who may not have been a person who necessarily voted to have us get the business. She was, she was following marching orders at that point. And was much more of a let's get it done kind of individual. She then passed us off to yet a third person who was an administrator um, whose real job was to follow up on the deliverables and make sure that we hit our deadlines. And so I think the first fail was, you know, the person that hired us really stepped back and wasn't championing, you know, championing the relationship moving forward. Mm. So, uh, so Ed, when you think about that whole experience, what did it teach you? Like, what lesson do you take forward with you in Ed in Steenman Associates uh, today? Yeah, so you know that was the that was the, the the client side of the business. Our side of the business, I have always had a a, a a process of wanting to have my people, whether it's my creative director or my video editor. This was a this was a video heavy campaign. Um, have my video editor work directly with the clients. I don't necessarily like to be the, you know, the messenger boy where the client tells me something and then I repeat it back to the editor and, you know, and, you know, and be the go between. Um, in this case, um, you know, not having the control and the processes and really not laying out clearly in the beginning to all parties. We, we knew what the project was. We knew what the deliverables were intended to be. Um, we we had a general sense of a calendar or the steps that needed to occur, but we really hadn't taken the time to understand the client's process and how they wanted to have the various projects and pieces not only implemented, but the communication that went with that. And so not taking the time to understand the culture that we were working in, so often we as business people want to say, well, you know, here's here's my widget. Here's how you buy it. Here's how you order it. Here's what you do. And you have to have buy-in from the customer 
you know, if you're going to go that route, otherwise you've got to take the time to really, uh, we, we were, we were blind to the understanding of what the customer needed in addition to the actual deliverables that they were purchasing from us. Mm. Yeah. It's fair. I spent a lot of time in the ad world, um, and like Ogilvy and TBWA and WPP and all these guys. And like, it's amazing how like the most successful client agency relationships, they are with clients that where there's a strong cultural fit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. where, you know, the, and that's because otherwise they become unprofitable client. You know, re, there's so much like lost margin in a client agency relationship, especially one at scale. Um, if that culture's not right, it, it's actually just not a client you should have. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, as, as you've pointed out, I mean, in the beginning of a relationship, you know, agencies really, we typically don't make money, you know, in the beginning of the relationship because we're investing far more time understanding the customer, you know, and doing all of those pieces, you know, but to, to go into a relationship and have it last, you know, three months or six months or, you know, something under a year, you, you've invested all that time trying to understand their business. And then, you know, both parties walk away really feeling like, Hey, this wasn't a great fit. So mm -hmm. I think, I think the lesson is to sometimes we have to get out of our own way and, and, and really listen and really try to understand not only what the customer's telling you, but kind of what the customer's not telling you, if that makes any sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's why, <laughs> that's why most, most companies are giving their customers what they want, not what they need. And that's why they don't actually ever scale, you know, to some yeah. level that they actually aspire to. <laughs> that's so a good point. It is, right? And so, Ed, um, if you could get into the Matt Brown show time machine and kind of go back in time and do things differently, what would you do differently and why? That's a great question. If I had to go back into a time machine and do things differently and why, I think that I would have been in this particular situation, I think that I would have been a, spent a lot more time with face-to-face -face meetings with this particular customer, really, and, and forcing them to slow down and really understand the, the communication process that needed to occur. You know, they needed a certain amount of time to turn around approvals. We had set, you know, we were trying to put ads in the, it was the Super Bowl or, you know, we had, you know, we had some big media event. So, you know, we had a fixed timeline that we couldn't vary from. And so, you know, when you have those kinds of things, it, it, it becomes, it becomes very challenging. So I think a lot more communication up front. I think the other thing is really the buy-in from their people going back to the guy that first hired us and said, you know, it's really important that you stay involved in this project. If you're the one that champions and believes in us and you're the one that's going to help shepherd this thing through the organization that, you know, if you lose your champion, I think that's, I think we should have stood a little firmer on, on getting passed from one person to another. Mm. Um, and I suppose hindsight's always a perfect science. So Ed, when you think about uh, the importance of, you know, failing or failure in business success, what's your advice to other CEOs or entrepreneurs out there about, you know, that role of failure to become a better business or a successful business at the end of the day? Well, I think, I mean, I think that you, that you, you know, I'm, I'm really famous at laying awake at four in the morning when I lose a client or when something doesn't go right. I think that, you know, I, I'm pretty famous at waking up and, and I think that I, I share 
Um, you know, they say that entrepreneurs sleep like babies. You know, we wake up every three hours crying, right? I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of that, it's kind of that mode. So, I mean, anyone who's an entrepreneur will, you know, will lie awake at four in the morning. I think giving yourself grace and understanding that not everything is going to go the way you want it to go. Um, you, you're, you're only in control of, you know, your, 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 your little leaf floating down the river. I mean, you can control kind of where you're going, but you can't control it. You know, there are a lot of things beyond your control. So, so number one, be kind to yourself. Um, we, you know, we, we all are our own worst enemies. So be, be kind to yourself. And then I think really being present, trying to be present in all conversations with customers, not necessarily, you know, thinking about the next thing you're going to say, but really listening and connecting to customers to really try to hear not only what they're telling you, but maybe what they're not telling you. Mm. And Ed, when you think about books, tools, and resources that you, you know, that you've consumed or that you would recommend, what uh, books, tools, or resources do you recommend to other CEOs to use on their journey? Well, I just completed the um, the Goldman Sachs uh, Ten Thousand Small Businesses program. It's a, I was super honored to be involved, um, and um, that is a program that basically works with selected small businesses to to give them resources and tools to help them to grow their businesses. Um, and I was in New York a couple of weeks ago with uh, about three hundred other scholars, and one of the um, lecturers that spoke was um has a book called bring yourself and i think her name is maury and and it's an indian last name so i'll probably mess it up but it's tethan poor i believe and it's a book on negotiation um and i really enjoyed that book it's called bring yourself and one of the reasons that i that i enjoyed it so much is you know negotiation is a is a is a critical factor Obviously, in everything that you know, your business, my business, every small business, large businesses, we've all got to we've all got to sell and we've all got to negotiate our price. And um, and this book really touched on how we tend to kind of undersell ourselves and how we tend to kind of give ourselves away, um, and we tend to negotiate against ourselves oftentimes. So it, it was it's it's a book I just finished reading a couple of days ago, and I think it's an I think it's an unusual recommendation in that it's not kind of your classic business book, but I think it's well worth a read. Mm. It's a, I think you're right. I think we are always negotiating with ourselves. You know, you always get what you settle for, don't you? So it's kind of like, well, yeah, are you but- going to charge fifty thousand dollars this quarter, or are you going to charge fifteen? So who are you right. negotiating with? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really you, dude. You're the one that's going to decide what your price points are based on what you know your value to be. And then I guess the other thing to say is that you also need to have the courage to walk away. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to yeah. and to stick with, okay, dude, you don't want it like, kumbaya. You know what I'm saying? There's you and a thousand other guys just like you. You know, I want to go into what we were saying earlier. I want to work with uh, fewer, better clients. And I want to work with clients that understand what the value is that you know you're creating as an entrepreneur, because those are the ones that are going to stick around. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ed, uh, thanks so much for being uh, on the show, brother. Appreciate you. Um, and to have a 34 year old business, wow! Like that's you got to be really, really proud, man. That's a, it's an, it's a remarkable achievement. Because what's that? Well, that's like three recessions, pandemic, one pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and the thing is, it continues to be fun. I mean, that at the end of the day, you know, entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is an addiction. I mean, it, it it's yes, we make ourselves crazy. Yes, we never get to take vacations. But oh, my gosh, you know, when we hit that sweet spot, man, we have fun. And so it's, you know, you just you just don't want to give it up. I know it's a yeah. Exactly. I have a problem with uh, authority, so <laughs> I'm not employable. Well, That's why I became well, I'm so entrepreneur. excited to to learn about your show and 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 uh, and sure appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, man. And well, uh, look, look forward to a continued dialogue. Absolutely, brother. Well, look, um, you have yourself a great week. Everybody else, thank you for sticking around and we'll see you all again soon. Ciao.